everybody. Howdy, howdy. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. We're getting so good. We are good. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even rehearse anymore. No, we don't. We, we don't need to. It's great. Work. Okay, guys. Perfect. So we had a little bit of a technical malfunction this week. Which, oh, my gosh. Uh, won't change anything for y'all. <laughs> but <laughs> has been very stressful <laughs> on the two of us. We recorded this episode a week ahead of time, like mm-hmm. we normally do. And as I saved our project to go to the bathroom, something happened. We don't know really, but it, we came it, back and there was an error message. And it was like, whoops, something went wrong. And we were like, uh, um, uh, what went wrong? What went wrong? I literally felt like an <laughs> anvil fell out of my butt onto the ground. I was like, what? I think I heard Macy say what the fuck more times in like probably 15 seconds than anyone else. And I cannot <laughs> tell you, I tried every bit of things I could try to get that audio back. You did. I Including really did. spending money on like a freaking subscription and like <sighs> special features in the program and everything. Oh, we I got to contact. I got to contact them about that. <laughs> you got to get your money back because it didn't work. No, it didn't work. It didn't <laughs> work. Bastards. Uh, yeah, so when it finally reloaded, it had only saved the last 15 minutes of the episode. Which was like our discussion of the case. Of the and case. Like, our like closing. nothing else. It was sad. It was a sad day. So we are recording this a little later. <laughs> I know. So it's not our normal Sunday. It's like a random Tuesday. Yeah, yeah it is a random Tuesday. And we both worked today, so we might be a little tired. And but we love you all, and we really wanted to give you this episode, so you're welcome. This is a good freaking episode, and I want you to know I'm I'm so sad you're not going to get, like, my raw reactions to it, because the first time I did not know this case, like, almost at all, and I was livid. <laughs> I, that whole I was livid, and I had read it, like, a million times, like, <laughs> doing the research for it. <laughs> But we will do our best today and to keep it authentic, keep it very authentic, uh, keep it, keep it as authentic as possible. <laughs> um, and another little thing we are not doing, <laughs> we're not drinking wine. Um, <laughs> we had a great wine on Sunday. Oh, my God, guys. Yeah. Well, I say we'll, we'll still post it. And yeah. You'll and you still should try see it. it. We're just not currently drinking said wine because we drank it already <laughs> <laughs> and we like buy our wines like a couple of weeks out so we have like a plan mm-hmm. of kind of, of what we're gonna <laughs> so there's do there's currently four bottles of wine in macy's kitchen that are just like waiting for our next episode <laughs> so just just bear with us we're gonna be drinking some water <laughs> <laughs> but so. we, we will tell you what we had was a delicious freaking bottle of a cab it was a cabernet sauvignon was from that? Yeah. freak show <gasps> it was so good oh my god this okay so uh, macy's sister-in-law gave her this for her birthday and, and it was great of her thank you Lisa. it was so good she walked through the door and i saw what was in her hand and i was like macy and i got just as excited as macy because <laughs> even though it was macy's gift i knew we were gonna drink it together <laughs> i was like fuck yeah look what you and i think you were like oh my god and at the same time i didn't know you had seen her so i was yeah. like nicole 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 yeah. nicole and <laughs> We were like, look what she had. We were so excited. We're like kids in a freaking candy shop, except we went to the liquor store instead. Yeah, we went to the liquor store instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thanks, Lisa, for an awesome bottle of wine that we drank um, a couple days ago. 
Yeah, seriously. Um, it was really good, and they have um a bunch of different kinds. Yes, they do. So I actually looked them. I went on their website so I could find like their Instagram and everything, so we can tag them. Mm-hmm. And they do actually. They have a couple different lines actually. Oh, really? There's not just like freak show. There's like four different freak show wines, and then they have one called like Earthquake. There's a couple oh. different types of earthquake. Oh. There's a couple different special ones. So give them a look. They're they're really good, guys. Uh, that's yeah. exciting. That I love that. Yeah. I, I love that journey for them. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. We like trying new wines. So if you guys ever have like I tried this really cool wine. Yeah. And we, we think you guys, we, we would think you'd like it. Like, please send us an email and let us know, or yeah. like send us a direct message or something, because there are only so many wines that come to a Western New York exactly. liquor store. So right. <laughs> if and we, we can buy it online, we I will. I was just going to say, we're allowed to get wine delivered here, so we can go online and exactly. just be like, who click buy? <laughs> click. That was one thing about South Carolina. There are like all of these New York wineries that I'd l- started to love in like college because I lived in a town where like you're surrounded by them mm-hmm. and that's what I would do like <laughs> all the time <laughs> go wine tasting so but you can't order wine in South Carolina you oh. can't have it delivered to you so I could never order my wine. but it's crazy because you can like buy wine at the grocery store there I know so it's like okay but I can't that's, get it in the it mail. was it was a thing in Massachusetts it didn't become a thing up until about I want to say about two years ago mm. that you could start being able to order wine and I remember my parents got so excited because they fell in love with this um this vineyard that is down in um Virginia and they every time they would drive to Florida they had they made sure that they drove past it so they could stop and get like a box of wine and they did they'd like stock up on wine <laughs> here yeah. But I also know that a lot of those wineries were probably like little tiny ones and c- probably just couldn't afford to, to <laughs> ship all over the country, too. So that also might been it. But who knows? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> who knows what their thoughts are? Oh. Shipping. So, um, Macy, who are we discussing today? We are talking about Andrea Yates for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I ask you these questions like I don't they already will, know. <laughs> uh, that'll never, I'm just going to think of that as funny from now on. I know. I'm not like, even gonna it's think at the of point where we need to laugh about it. Otherwise the viewers are going to hear so much anger. The viewers, <laughs> <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> well, maybe viewers one day, but not right now. <laughs> We're too busy. If this becomes like my full time job, <laughs> a full time job, we will gladly put ourselves on youtube for you but i'll apologize in advance for my face <laughs> <laughs> your face is fine okay oh, thank you <laughs> um so andrea pia pia that's her middle name p-i-a hate that middle name kennedy i'm so sorry if that's your middle name but for some reason i just hear i like can only imagine how much fun of she was made in school pia i mean who who really knows your middle name though in school Except your best, best friends. And are they really going to be like, <laughs> Pia? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I might have done that. I was an asshole. <laughs> um, I, I, ju- I mean, I just was like overly like, <laughs> like just trying to be funny and trying to be cool. And people were like, mm. um, <laughs> stop. Maybe, maybe don't make fun of my middle name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Andrea Pia Kennedy was born in Houston, Texas. On July 2nd of 1964, and I realized this the other day, I have a lot of cases where the person was born in the 60s lately. Hmm. I just was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> just, just a little weird coincidence. Um, her parents were Andrew Kennedy and Juta Karen Kohler. That's her maiden name. And then her 
fucking Juta. Her married name is Kennedy. Juta. I think that's her name. J-U-T-T-A. Sounds aggressive. Juta! She was... <laughs> I just, made a, I just made like a karate chopping um, motion. Uh, she was see. German. She was the youngest of five kids and was raised in a like Catholic household. And I say like Catholic very loosely. I read some articles where her family like said that, yes, they were Catholic, but they were not like my my um, music director in South Carolina used to call them something. Um, Creasters. We've talked about this before, I think. Yes. In the Oh, my God. In the other episode that got all messed up. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. It was the other episode what that got all messed up. What a dink. Yes, because I remember finding out. I didn't know what a creaster was. And I was like, oh, my God. My family's creasters. amazing. <laughs> well, if, if you're just tuning in, creasters are people who are, like, members of the church, but they only come for Christmas and Easter. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know if that's exactly what they are talking about, but they were not, like, Really every, devout Catholics. Every Sunday, read the Bible before bed. And like, yeah, I mean, like they were a they were a generally <laughs> religious family. Yeah. Um, by all accounts, she was an excellent student. Um, and she graduated high school in 1982 as the valedictorian. Mm, smart. Um, while she was there, she was the captain of the swim team, and she was a member of the National Honor Society. So she was like super smart. Damn girl, you smart. Super <laughs> smart lady. Um. And so after high school, she went to the University of Texas School of Nursing at Houston and graduated. <laughs> that was really long. And graduated with um, a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. They, I actually saw that she gra- graduated with a BSN, and I had no clue what that meant, so I looked it up. Oh, okay. And it's a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. <laughs> Good for her. Um, and I think, I think one of the articles said that that was like a two-year program or something. Okay. Um. And from 1986 to 1994, she worked at Houston's MD Anderson Cancer Center. Um, And people just said, like, Andrea was shy and she was, like, kind of studious, just like a very good person. Nice person. I mean, (laughs) quiet but nice. (laughs) Just like a decent human being doing her thing. Decent (laughs) human being, yeah. (laughs) Um, And. She didn't really date seriously until she was 23. Oh, you do, you well, girl. She was kind of very focused on school. She did a lot of things Yeah, school, like so good for her. Get your degree. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You do you first, girl. You do so, you, boo. <laughs> then she meets Russell Yates, who we, who we will call Rusty. And I think you can tell from that collective sigh that he's annoying as shit. Guys, settle in. And be prepared. Just I'm sta- I'm getting boiled just talking like, about this. I know, I, like, be, like, make sure you're not holding any open liquids because you're probably gonna get so angry you might just fling it across it. the room. Just, if you got some evil tea <laughs> or something with you, <laughs> you <laughs> should just stick that mug right back on the table. Maybe punch um, a pillow. <laughs> maybe punch a pillow instead. <laughs> Grab a piece of paper to scribble all over. Yes. Um. <laughs> um. So she meets Rusty in 1989, and he was an, a neighbor at her apartment complex and something interesting that a lot of people like talked about in articles was she in an initiated conversation with rusty like he didn't approach her she approached him and like <laughs> she was pretty shy so that was pretty bold of her um she's getting out there and getting herself out there she got um, her school done and she's like now i need me a man now i need me a man <laughs> um, so 
they start dating and they become involved in a lot of religious study together. I think his family was pretty religious. Okay. And I think that's maybe how, sh- like, that just kind of started happening. He was like, oh, hey, let me not, like, introduce you, but, like, hey. He- yeah, like, this is this is my way. This of- is my way. And oh. she kind of liked it. So she was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and they would, like, pray a lot together. And he was raised in Nashville, Texas. We looked this up when we recorded this the first time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is it Nashville, Tennessee? <laughs> there in Texas, I thought. Um, it is. There is a Nashville, is Nashville Texas? Texas. And I just sounded very Southern there. Yes, you, you did. That? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Um, he was a football player there. And um, he was really active in the, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. At DuPont Senior High School. That's where he went. Sorry, that was like a really Fellowship long Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Yeah. That's the name of the school? No, that's like a group at the school. Oh, it's okay. Like a club. I processed that. My they brain. have a lot of clubs like that down south. I think I just like heard that entire sentence backwards, but so, I get okay. you now. <laughs> so he was active in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at DuPont High School. DuPont High School, okay. <laughs> My brain. Maybe I just read it too fast. Or no, something. my brain just like <laughs> cut off part of that sentence. It like dropped Dupont High School and was just like the what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Guys, it's like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing this really late. Um, there's something going on. I'm like not touching my tablet and it's like moving. <laughs> it's not good. Demons. 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 Um, where was I? Okay. Um. So after he graduated high school, he attended Auburn University and got his degrees and eventually became a computer expert for the Space Shuttle Vehicle Engineering Office at NASA. He and was he an- another smart one. Another smarty pants. And he Only for a time. Made $80,000 a year. Hmm. I wish I made $80,000 a year. That you might hear. Oh, is it your... There's ice in my, like, tin water bottle that clinks <laughs> around. You guys probably can't hear it now. No, I'm sorry. Every time I move my water bottle, you're he- you'll hear that. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, she and Rusty get married on April 17th of 1993. Um, and by February 1994, they have their first son, Noah. 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 Um... So Andrea decides to become a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and the couple like has two sons, two more sons, very quickly, um, one in 1995 and one in 1997. Popping them out, popping them out. <laughs> um, it was like discovered. I mean, like during the investigation and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. that she did not use birth control, and that she and Rusty had like this agreement. That they would accept as many children as God sent their way. Too so, many. Like, that reminded me of like <laughs> you know like the, you know like the Duggars. Have you ever seen that show? I have not seen it, but I've. But heard you know what I it. mean, right? That's yeah. what they said too. They were like, "We're just gonna have as many babies as we want," and then their last like two babies have like super problems because like, are, don't they have like eighteen kids or something? Yeah, it's crazy. She's like been pregnant her whole fucking life. Don't you want a cocktail? Jeez. Uh, I was gonna say, oh my God, lady. Wrap it and drink a bottle of wine. Oh. I mean, I don't. I don't think they're like. I don't think they're like that. Does that make sense? Like that's like their family is like one of those families. They're just like they're a family. Family. They're all about family. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no drinking. There's no cussing. There's no nothing. See, I, when I eventually have 
kid and or kids i'll be like okay that's one maybe two is enough and please shh mommy's in wine time (laughs) (laughs) this is my sippy cup (laughs) it's gonna be like that bottle of wine that we saw the other day at the liquor store that said mommy's time out mommy's time there's literally a rosé at the liquor store called Mommy's Time Mommy's Out. And I was like, out. I'm going to need that when I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, um, so during 1997, there's this like kind of period of their lives where like they're kind of on the move. Mm-hmm. Um, and their third their third son is born sometime, sometime in this period. It was kind of hard to figure out exactly what happened. Kind of bounced around. Yeah, a kind lot. of bounced around. Um, so. Rusty and Andrea end up relocating to Florida for like six months mm-hmm. because of something with Rusty's job. And they live in a 38 foot travel trailer while they're there um, with like two some very small children and possibly an infant. I'm not th- that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure when their son was born. I that's know he was born in 1997. Th- even with two babies and not three, like that's still a really small freaking yeah, space. Yeah, not a big space. Um and then in also in this time, they move back to Houston. So like Okay. And the baby is born somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> I just just know that in 1997, they had a baby and they were living in a trailer somewhere in Florida and then they came back. Um, so odd. <laughs> it's very odd. Um, and then when they returned to Houston, Rusty had them living in another trailer. Um, and then eventually bought a 350 foot. I can't do this. 350 square foot. <laughs> I did that last time too. Renovated bus, like a renovated Greyhound bus. Um, God. That they all lived in. Too small. Three very small children and uh, this mother uh. and her and her husband. Um, and he actually bought this. From um that well, was helped with this purchase by uh with a by a man named um Michael Peter Warrenicky, and just we're gonna talk about him later. Remember. I'm just gonna give you the bare bones kind of of what happened. Remember uh, the name, but remember the name. <laughs> um, well, I kind of rem- I kind of harmonize with you. <laughs> oh. I'm glad you harmonized with what was probably my <laughs> terrible singing. <laughs> so there's like this beautiful opera singer, singer and a what dying. What are you talking about? I just was like blah, blah, blah. and a dying cat. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Um. So Rusty, with the help of Michael, purchases this bus that they're all living in. Um, because he wanted to live light. Have have fun living light when those kids are teenagers. Exactly. And then <laughs> their fourth son is born in 1999. Um, during 1999, it's kind of a crazy year. On June 16th, Andrea calls Rusty while he's working and is like begging him to come home. And she says because she's feeling really anxious, he just needs to come home. She needs him to come. Um. And when he comes home, he finds her shaking uncontrollably. And in the articles, they said she was chewing on her fingers. And I'm Ugh. just going to take that as literally at chewing face value. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh. I don't know. Um, and the next day on June 17th, um, Rusty takes Andrea to her parents' home in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking that, you know, being around family will make her feel better. You know. I would think that, you know, yeah. I'd be like, okay, go spend the day with your mom. She can help you with the kids. Like, <laughs> you know, have a good day. Um, 
And while the whole family was napping, the kids and her parents, um, Andrea took 40 trazodone tablets. Um, and these had been prescribed to her father, and they contained a strong, heavy sedative. Oh, um, no. Her mother finds her after this happened, and she oh. rushes her to the hospital. Oh, poor mother. Um, at Houston's Ben Taub General Hospital. Um, and this is when she is diagnosed with psychosis and postpartum depression. Oh. After having her fourth baby. Fourth freaking child. No, and who knows how long she's been dealing with this problem and had not been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. Um, she, like was saying that during this time she had thought that there were video cameras in the ceilings and that there were television characters like talking to her she kind of stopped feeding the kids that she thought that they were eating too much she was like just mutilating herself and like jeez like is bad um and shortly after being released from the hospital she like kind of stopped taking her meds oh my god and then Kind of. I think, like, he was kind of paying attention. L- listen, guys, Rusty, I don't know what's up with him. He's a piece of trash. <laughs> He's a piece of trash. <laughs> he should have been watching. But she stopped taking her meds for some reason, and um, she, like, comes at Rusty one day with, like, a knife, and she's holding it to her neck, and she begs him to let her die. Like, something is fucking wrong, man. <laughs> Seriously like, intense. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so she's hospitalized again after this. And um, is given a mixture of, like, antipsychotic drugs and depression drugs and, and things like that. Um, and it seems to work. Seems to keep her stable for a while. Um, <laughs> she starts swimming again. She starts cooking and socializing. And, like, she and the kids were doing well. They, everybody yeah. was happy. She, she kept. She started feeding them again, you know. Oh, so it's a purpose. She appeared normal. Yeah, appeared normal. At this time, she's seeing a psychiatrist named Dr. Eileen Starbranch. Love that name. Yeah, really cool name. <laughs> what up, Eileen? Come on, Eileen. Oh, Come on, Eileen. I don't know the rest Starbranch. of it. Starbranch. Starbranch. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm an idiot. I never started this. <laughs> okay, well. It's okay. You should have the time on I it. know. But it <laughs> reminds me. Um, my timer to give us a break. Anyway, um. So, Dr. Eileen Star, Star, Star Branch, wow, um, <laughs> is seeing the couple one day and advises them not to have any more children. She says that it would, and this is like from her chart, it would, quote, guarantee future psychotic depression. So, guys, just take a mental note here. Eileen Star Branch, her doctor, has said, do not have any more children. The doctor says to the couple, both Rusty <laughs> and his wife do not have children. No more. No more children. Four is enough. Um, it's important. Remember it. <laughs> well, that's like the next <laughs> thing I say. Um, so seven weeks after she is discharged from the hospital, um, she conceives her fifth child. <laughs> um. She goes to Dr. Starbranch sometime in March of 2000 and asks to be taken off her meds. And literally, this lady, I'm going to read some, like, testimony she gives later. And, like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, this whole time. But, like, she can't do anything. If they choose not to take the drug, like, she can't do anything. 
Um, unless she's like calls the police and is like, this woman is a danger to herself, you know, yeah, which she should have done, which, you know, maybe she should have <laughs> done, but hang on. Um, so Andrea gives birth to their daughter, Mary on November 30th of 2000. And from November to March, she seems to do very well. She's still seeing a psychiatrist. Like she is still going to the doctor regularly. They're checking yeah. up on her supposedly, um, y- you know, She's been going back into her normal activities. They were kind of seeing that before. I mean, I think I kind of, like, switched things there. I said that, like, she was, like, you know, swimming and cooking and stuff. But I think that was after she was released. So, like, okay, I'm sorry if I set, I messed that up. She was released. The doctor or, – or she wasn't released. The doctor said, don't have any more kids. And then they released her. Yeah. Um, but she's still seeing the psychiatrist yeah. for a little while. I'm sorry if that was confusing. Wow. Um, I said that I was going to like fix my notes, but I didn't fix that part. Um, <laughs> Made sense to me. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Um, so one thing in March that happens that's really bad, um, and causes her to just like completely decline is the death of her father. He had dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. And he had been, you know, being mm. taken care of for a long time, but Oof. he finally passed on March 12th. Um, and very quickly andrea stops taking her meds she stops feeding mary she starts mutilating herself again and refusing liquids and she became completely obsessed with reading the bible um and she (laughs) wow garbage human being um she told (laughs) rusty about all of this like about all of her hallucinations that she had had prior you know have seen seeing things in the tv and thinking that there are people in the walls and like things like that and neither of them mentioned that to her doctor oh, this makes me so angry that this was happening again it would be the first thing i would have done i would have been like honey please sit down for a hot moment i need to make a phone call doctor what- please have an ambulance come get my wife there's say- something fucking wrong i don't care what time of day it is my wife needs help come get her please <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's not what he meant. Um, <laughs> so she ends up having to be hospitalized again on May 3rd of 2001 because she was in like a near catatonic state. Um, she drew a bath in the middle of the day on which she later confessed like that she like planned to kill the kids that day. She drew, drew, drew the bath to yeah. kill the kids. And she didn't end up doing it. Um, And, like, this whole hospitalization ends up happening after a routine visit. I really want to know what ends up stopping her that day. I'd like to know that, too. Like, I wish we had some kind of explanation behind that. Because She probably just, like, I mean... Maybe she had, like, a split moment of... Like, clarity. Yeah, it was was like, like, I can't do this. And then maybe just kind of started to have a panic attack or something and just freak out because she realized what she was going to do and kind of just went into shock (laughs) who fucking knows i really don't know so like this whole hospitalization after the near catatonic state all of this is like this happens after a routine visit like she's in a catatonic state and stuff like but rusty didn't bring her to the hospital (sighs) i hate this man I with mean, passion. It's, I mean, I found that, that, like, this this specific routine visit was after, like, like was the time she went and was hospitalized again. 
So he just like was like, oh, my wife. I mean, maybe he brought her in immediately or something. But like my thing would be go to the hospital. Yeah, I wouldn't take her to her doctor, like wait an evening and take her to her doctor. No, I'd I would like, take her to the fucking hospital. Straight to the hospital but and be like, call I, my doctor and get him here. But you I treat her while she's waiting. I literally have to be like, my dream of everyone would do things the way they do them. Do not judge people <laughs> so harshly. But at the same time, like, what the fuck? At the same time, um, this man is awful. I mean, I mean, he is awful, but I'm trying to, like, at this point, when they don't know his complete awfulness, give the benefit of the doubt <laughs> 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 before don't I completely ki- dash your hopes. Don't um, give him the benefit of the doubt. So it's at this, uh, so a little bit before she is, you know, um, bef- before she go- have goes into this catatonic state, she starts seeing a new doctor. So not Dr. Starbranch anymore. Good good old Eileen. His name is Dr. Mohammed Saeed. Um, and he says that he thinks that, like, a- at this time, this is what he says in his, like, report, is that um, she was probably suicidal and had filled the tub to drown herself. But I don't think that that <laughs> – I mean, obviously she confessed that that yeah, was so She said case. later on. But I wouldn't reason, have but. thought that – I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. Who drowns themselves? Yeah. Who drowns? I mean, I, unless you're running the bats to, like, I was going to say, but, else, but, I mean, it's hard to drown yourself. You know, the, the body's physical reaction when you try and put yourself underwater and hold your breath is to get to the surface when you need air. Exactly. You will fight yourself. I mean, unless you're going, I mean, going to, like, slit your wrists or something. I mean, who knows? Well, I was going to say, that's that's the only thing. She would have had to have done something else. She would have had to either overdose on pills or she would have had to slit her wrist. Like there would, if she can't just drown herself. Yeah. So like, why does she feel the tub and do nothing else? Yeah. Weird. Um, and it's at this time that Doctor Saeed recommends to Rusty, to his fucking face, <laughs> that Andrea should not be left unsupervised for any reason. Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> Andrea should not be left unsupervised for any reason. Hey, Rusty, did you fucking hear that? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, maybe, as you can guess, he does not do that. Rusty does not hear it, guys. Rusty does not. <laughs> so, on June 20th of 2001, Rusty leaves for work and leaves Andrea alone against Dr. Saeed's instructions. <sighs> who, as I said before, had said she should be supervised at all times. I'm um, mentally banging my head against the brick wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, Dora Yates, who's Rusty's mother, um, had made plans with Rusty to arrive an hour, precisely an hour after Rusty had left. Still too long, but okay. In this time, <laughs> in this hour that Rusty's gone and she's waiting for her mother-in-law, she feeds the kids breakfast. And then she systematically drowns all five of them in the bathtub while the others are eating. Um, So poor little Noah, who is seven at this time, catches his mother in the act as she's drowning Mary and asks her, like, what's wrong with Mary or something? Like, says, like, what's wrong with her or something? Mm -hmm. He realizes what she's doing. And she proceeds to chase him around the house as he run, tries to escape from her. He's seven years I old. Know. Oh, my heart. And then she drowned him. In, this is what she said. She drowned him in nine inches of cold water 
and his sister's body like floated beside him the whole time oh. Oh. um so sad. in this hour that she is left alone she manages to ki- kill all five of her children um and the and the children are noah who is seven john who is five luke who is three paul who is two and mary who was six months so defenseless and so innocent um it hurts me so after she kills them she calls 911 and she calls rusty um when police arrive the younger four ch- um four children luke or sorry john luke paul and mary are found neatly on the bed side by side with a sheet over top of them and Seven-year-old Noah is found face down in the tub. Mm. Just left him there. Um, <sighs> she completely confesses what she's done to police. And one interesting thing that I found was that uh, the police end up finding their dog, like the family dog, tied up, which Rusty, they asked Rusty about this, and he said that was not normal. And they think that she did that to keep him from interfering because yeah. like a dog can tell when a child is in distress yeah like, might start fucking barking might have started like attacking her or yeah, something yeah um she <sighs> said that she had started to hear voices um while like before even this was happening happening um and she believed that she was saving the children's souls by killing them <sighs> which we said last time was kind of say a very john listy john listy yeah, so john listy. listen to that episode if you haven't um, and so she's obviously arrested, blah, blah, blah. And in 2002, her trial starts. Mm-hmm. Um, her defense team had her plead not guilty by reason of insanity. Um, but the plea was not accepted, um, because she did not meet the definition of insanity in Texas law. And I'll talk about what that is in a second. Um, the prosecution tried to um, say that all of the all of the killings were because of spousal revenge, like. But nowhere does she say my husband kept impregnating me, so I killed yeah. his kids. Like she just says, yeah, something like, else. You think there would have been somewhere in any of her psychiatrist's notes or something that she, she had like, some sort of ill will towards the husband? Yeah, like that she was mad or angry with him and like felt the need to right to kill him like, right right she would have felt something for him like there would have been some sign of that and right and there's nothing there's, there's nothing. no sign that that is any that is the case um so as i said her plea was not accepted because the texas insanity law says that you cannot know right from wrong yeah to plead insanity you ha- you cannot know the difference that's um, most most states are like that. And the jury agreed that at the time she knew right from wrong mm-hmm. and you know she was guilty. Yeah. Um but they also did not agree with the spousal spousal reven- revenge motive. Good cuz it's so wrong. So it just like was bullshit. It seems like bullshit to me. Um like if you have a clear cut and dry murder case where you're like 
this woman told me that she killed them. Yeah, just she, like show them the evidence. You don't have to make has, up like, something. She has like a diary full of full of full of journal entries that are like, I hate this man. I dream of killing him. Like, like you have to have she, evidence to to like say. Yeah, that. you can't like. Ju- I would just be like, here's the clear cut, dry case. They like, literally that's pu- it. They literally like pulled the theory out of their asses. We're like, yeah, you maybe. don't have to pull the theory out of your ass. Just present the evidence. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't why? Make any sense. <laughs> why does there have to be like any mo? I mean, there. I mean, there was a motive. She thought that she was. I mean, but they they're trying to disprove that. I guess it's their job. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dad. <laughs> you might have me worried. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the jury deliberated for less than four hours, which I can understand because it was very obviously obvious that she had done it. Like, yeah, she did it. She confessed to she it. She confessed <laughs> to it. Um. Uh, and so she was. Well, okay. Um, the prosecution tried to seek the death penalty, but she only ended up um, being sentenced to life in prison and then had eligibility for parole in 40 years. Wow. So she was going to prison for a long time. Either way. Long, long time. Um, after the trial, Andrea admitted to a prison psychiatrist that she had thought about killing the children for two years prior to the actual murders. Oh, my gosh. Um. She claimed that she thought she was a bad mother and that Satan had Satan had influenced them in some way and that's why they were becoming more disobedient towards her. Um, wow. And then she, I'm not sure what this means, but she thought the boys were not developing properly. Like. They were too skinny? Like, yeah, I mean, like, I was small? like, is, are you talking about, like, mentally? Or are you talking about, she just, I, that's all I could, that's yeah, all I found like, about it. That's weird. Um, oh, my God. The tablet keeps moving me. Um, <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, she And this is a direct quote from Andrea. She told um, a prison psychiatrist, it was the seventh deadly sin. My children weren't righteous. They stumbled because I was evil. The way I was raising them, they could never be saved. They were doomed to perish in the fires of hell. Like, these are her thoughts. This That's is what she was thinking. Fucking dark to think about your yeah. children. So, like... I, I'm sorry. I don't think that she was in her right mind when she killed them. I don't I think, think she was maybe, either. It doesn't you know. sound like she was. Anyway, so in 2002, Andrea's um, defense lawyer and his wife, George and Mary Parnum, create the Yates Children Memorial Fund, which was um, made to, like, kind of, well, not, it, it said to honor Andrea, but to also mm. raise awareness towards postpartum depression. I think that that's a better thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> I would have left the honoring Andrea out of. But that. I, it was in the thing, and I felt. I like mean, I like okay, I kind of get it because it, it definitely could have been prevented. But at the same time, I don't, don't know honor her. Maybe. I don't know. If putting that in there is great because she did go on to kill five. Let's children. let's just talk about this for a second. I do not condone anything that Andrea Yates did, but I also think that it could have prevent be been prevented in the end. <laughs> what she said. Yeah, like, let's just put let's just put that out there. Um. So in 2005, she's been in prison for a couple of years now. Um, an appeals court overturns her conviction. Um, and she is granted a new trial mm-hmm. because there was a forensic psychologist at her first trial named Dr. Park Dietz, who gave false testimony. Bastard. Um, and they believed. Well, the defense argued that that could have possibly influenced the jury, which is very true. Yeah. So what are they supposed to do? So they overturn it. She gets a new trial. Um, And 
It's revealed that during the first trial, Dietz had said that a Law and Order episode had depicted a young mother drowning her children weeks before the murders. Um, but there's a great, a great woman named Suzanne O'Malley. Love Go Suzanne. Suzanne. Love you, Suzanne. Um, <laughs> and actually, I read an article she wrote for Oprah Magazine. It's a pretty good article. It's like six pages long. Wow. She did like really in-depth interviews with like everybody. She really followed the case. Good for her. Um, she had been following Andrea's case and everything the whole time. And she had also been a writer on Law and Order. I'm sorry. The skeleton's eyes are doing the thing where like they're like half working. <laughs> And I just, out of the corner of my eye, they, like, flashed really bright, and they got dim again. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were, like, reacting to what I said. No, see, like, they, like, kind of, like, go up and down. Just gonna turn them just off. Just turn it off. That was really creepy. Yeah, I didn't like guys, that. Guys, we've got spooky, scary skeletons in here now. Yes, we do. Spooky, scary skeletons. That's what we forgot to tell them about in the beginning. We'll tell you at the end. Let, yes. me, let me get through this so that we can have some fun discussion. Yes. Um. <laughs> and so... Like I said, <laughs> I'll go back. Suzanne O'Malley, love you, Suzanne. <laughs> um, reporter for Oprah Magazine is covering, you know, Andrea's case and everything. But she's also a writer or had been a writer on Law and Order and said that no. And said no episode about a mother drowning her children existed. Not yet anyway. Not, a, not yet anyway. There probably is like eight of them now. <laughs> On every different sector of that show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and July 26th of 2006, Andrea is found not guilty by reason of insanity. Good. And is transported to a state mental hospital where I believe she still resides today. As far as I'm aware. Actually, maybe that's not true. I did see something maybe about her being released. But I did not read like I just read the case. I didn't read that far. I will. Yeah. If you have any interest, I'll do. I'll talk about it. <laughs> but I did not not for this. Um, I'd say it probably would have it probably would have said something if she had like died or been No, she's definitely not dead. So, she's alive. Yeah, so She's definitely she's alive. Probably still but there. I I I do remember seeing some sort of article like maybe when her per, when she was like eligible to be let go or something maybe. I don't know. Tell me if you know because I didn't read that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I told you to remember the name of Michael Peter Warnecke. We're going to talk about him right now. He was a traveling preacher who Rusty had met while attending Auburn University. Um, and media and family members believed that he may have had something to do with Andrea's ideology of religion at the time. Mm -hmm. And maybe had to do something with her beliefs. And possibly had something to do with the children's death. Not physically. Yeah. But influentially. Yeah. Um... And, oh my god, I lost my thing. He had <laughs> a pretty fire and brimstone message, like, oh, the fire's of Um, And he had a newsletter called The Perilous Times, which was actually submitted as evidence in the, in the trial. And he, like, really drove home in this new letters his philosophy, which was the, the role of the woman is derived from the sin of Eve, and that all bad mothers who are going to hell create bad children who will go to hell. So can you see maybe where she got that idea? He's a little loony, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And also interesting, his wife lives on a bus with 
her husband and all of her children. It's and they travel around the country like at college campuses being like, come join our weird cult. It's very much like he was trying to push his lifestyle on them. Well, I don't know if he did it deliberately. Like, I think I have a hard time with this because you can't help that she was influenced by this. Yeah. If she was given the material to be influenced by that, like she was probably given that of her own volition. But like the whole like in the beginning of helping them buy the bus to live. Yeah, it seems a little fishy. There's something weird about it, but I can't tell exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, I think that he his teachings could have definitely influenced her, but I don't know if he ever tried to directly influence them. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Because he, he denies this. Yeah. He denies that they had anything to do with it. Um, and no, you did, liar. Or had anything to do with the fact that Andrea, like, really, really fell into belief with his extremist sermons. Like, had he says he has nothing to do with this. Rusty denies this. Also, um, he says that they didn't have very much contact. But, like, why would he help you buy a bus? Like, Yeah. You know, he um, said, like, you were friends in college and stuff, and he helped you buy a bus, and, like, you get his newsletter and shit, like... This seems weird. There's a little more there's contact. There's something fishy. There's, there's something fishy there. Yeah. Um, Michael claims that he only talked to Andrea and Rusty to help them. Like, not only talked to them, but, like, when he, when he corresponded with them, which was not often, it was to help them strengthen their marriage and find love in Jesus. That's, okay. that's what he said. Tell me if you believe that or not. Who knows? I think that there might be some degree of influence there, but I'm not sure if they were like, oh, Andrea can be influenced. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not sure if that was, I think maybe they pushed something that was bad on a very mentally unstable person. Yeah. It was probably not intentional. No. Yeah. 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 That's what I think of it. And we come to my very, very long two pages of notes called the asshole. This is my favorite section, guys. <laughs> she has this title in all fucking caps. In bold. <laughs> the asshole. The asshole. <laughs> okay. So the asshole. The asshole. <laughs> we, may we present the may asshole. May we present the asshole. We've been talking about this whole time. <laughs> um, Rusty was, by all reports, very, very supportive of Andrea through the whole trial. Through the whole thing. Um, he blamed her crimes on her mental illness. Um, and... His big, like, criticism was that doctors um, had failed to properly treat her. Um, which, mm, mm. I don't think that's so true. No. you. There's only so much they can do when you don't give them all the information. Exactly. Oh. So. <laughs> um, Screams in opera. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Rusty also received a lot of backlash. Um, Good. Because he had some, I mean. He indirectly, not indirectly, he directly had some part of the crime. He uh-huh. really did. I'm sorry. I'm not going to even make no, that up. There's no, no sugarcoating this. For there's no sugarcoating. I was like trying to play the devil's advocate. No, there's none. He no. had a back. He had backlash because he had a part in the crime. Uh-huh. Um, he was criticized a lot for being too controlling. And he was also highly <laughs> criticized for leaving her a fucking unsupervised. After the doctor said, hey, <laughs> dumbass, don't leave her alone. Exactly. And my big next thing was wrap your willy, dude, all in caps. Um, For real, though. Because, like, stop making your wife have children after the doctor says 
if you have another baby, it will surely guarantee future psychosis. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't know. Maybe just stop. Maybe just, huh? Don't do that. Just don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he had told a bunch of family, including his own and Andrea's, mm-hmm. at a gathering that had occurred, like, shortly before the murders, that he was planning to leave Andrea alone. Um, for one hour a day so that she could, quote, or so that she would, quote, not become totally dependent on him and his mother for her maternal responsibilities. That's not why you're supposed to be there, asshat. It has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that she literally can't function by herself, but okay. <laughs> Guys, nothing to do too. with dependency. <laughs> freaking it just quit. gets worse. It just gets worse and worse. Um, Andrea's brother, Brian Kennedy, also told Larry King in an interview that Rusty had told him in 2001 that, quote, all depressed people need was a, well, sorry, why did I say quote? That's not a quote. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the part of the quote. Sorry. He had told, that he had told Larry King in an interview that in 2001, Rusty had said all depressed people needed was a swift kick in the pants. And that was how they would get motivated. I'm going to give you a swift kick in the dick. Yeah, because you should stop using that. Yes, you should. And also, that is not what happened. Yep. Um, (laughs) But also, let's just remember that this is a, like, the discussion of mental illness is still very, very uninformed. We don't really know what happens with the brain. The brain is a mystery. But at the same time, when a doctor tells you to do something, do it. You should just do it. (laughs) <laughs> everybody's safety and not say that she's shirking her maternal responsibilities or just needs a swift kick in the butt god seriously honestly if a swift kick in the butt would cure my depression i'd be like please kick me in the <laughs> excuse ass excuse me please i'd be walking around with my ass out going please kick it <laughs> <laughs> yes um and he said this in a car ride while transporting andrea to a treatment facility so he said this in front of her <sighs> So can you imagine why she, like, didn't tell her husband anything? Right. (laughs) Um, Piece of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Andrea's mother, Juta, Juta. was also shocked by Rusty's, like, proclamation. um, And said that at this same family gathering, Andrea had tried to feed baby, baby Mary, solid food. She's, like, six months old. She's a toothless baby. Cannot do that. She's a toothless baby. She's a toothless baby. You can't feed, th- like, <laughs> what do you mean you're going to leave her alone? She's trying to feed this baby fucking solid food. I <laughs> right? mean, I just don't understand. I would have fucking taken her away. I would have been like, you are unfit to be a husband and a father. I'm taking her. We are going to live in my house exactly. forever. Exactly. If I was that mother, I would have been like, nope, the kids are living here. My daughter's living here. You clearly Fuck you. Go live your light life. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I'll, I'll give you a swift kick in the pants out the door. And you can go have, <laughs> have you. your fun with your life. I would have been like, no way. Um, And this almost choked baby Mary. So, like, oh, gosh, crazy. Um, And one thing is, oh, it's so fucking sad that he found this out. So, Dr. Saeed first finds out that Rusty was leaving Andrea unsupervised when he calls Rusty after hearing the news. He hears the news that his patient has just killed all five of her children. So when it's too late. Exactly. Fuck! Fuck! Fuck him. Okay, fuck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> fuck him, fuck him! <laughs> um, this is so terrible. Um, 
Andrea, or, or what am I talking about? God, I can't fucking read. Um, <laughs> it's dark in here. Um, so Eileen Starbranch like testifies a lot in the mm-hmm. trial. She gives a lot of information. She tells authorities and you know the jury and whatever that she was very concerned when Rusty and Andrea came to her and asked to discontinue her medicine to yeah. have another baby. Um, and she says. Like I said before, she advised them not to do this and writes in her chart, apparently patient and husband plan to have as many babies as nature will allow, exclamation point. This will surely guarantee future psychotic depression. And she writes this in her chart like two days after seeing her. Oh, my God. Um, Rusty claims that no medical professional ever told him not to have babies with her. Uh, after bullshit. this. And, um... He said he would have never continued to have children with her had he known um, she would have another psychotic break. Remember what I told you remember earlier? (laughs) (laughs) When I made Macy shout for the people in the back? Oh, Oh God. This guy's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Andrea, okay, and let's just, I'm going to talk about this right here. There is no evidence that anyone was ever raped. This is done consensually. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause that was a question last time. Yeah. Talking about that. Andrea confesses to a prison psychiatrist later on. Her name is Dr. Melissa Ferguson, that she had told Rusty that she did not want to have sex because Dr. Starbranch had said it might, she might hurt the kids. Yeah. There was no evidence at that point that she would hurt the kids cause it was after her suicide attempt, her suicide attempt. Yeah. But it was possible. Yeah. Um, and so she tells him this before conceiving Mary. He tells her that he wants to maintain their religious beliefs to have as many children as God will allow and that she is a good mother and he told her he c- that she could handle more children. She openly tells her ch- her husband, <laughs> I do not want to have another baby. I mean, well, she says, I don't want to have sex because she knew that that was going to come to having a baby. Yeah, because he didn't know how to wrap his billy. Yeah, seriously, guys. <laughs> Woo, bless you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so... Susanna O'Malley wrote in, um, I think it was the Oprah magazine, mm-hmm. probably. Um, there were a couple articles that mentioned her, so it's possible that it was yeah. from another <laughs> um, That, quote, during the trial, he'd successfully maintained the position that Andrea would be found innocent. He had fantasies of having more children with her after she was successfully treated in a mental health facility and released on the proper medication. He worked his way through various fixes of their damaged lives, such as surrogate motherhood and adoption, horrifying Andrea's family, attorneys, and Houston psychiatrists before giving in to reality. Like, this guy literally thought that they were going to have more babies. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they thought they were, she was just going to pop some, pop some pills and be like, okay, I'm fine now, honey. Let's have sex and fucking break out 18 more babies. Like, stop! Like, no, the doctor I, said stop. Just focus. Stop. I don't know. I just don't want to wait. Um... Rusty kept saying during this whole time that Dr. Saeed did not properly treat his wife um, and that how could he be expected to know the symptoms of a mental illness? He wasn't medically trained. Mm. I, mm, I, um, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense, honey. I don't know. (laughs) He claimed that Dr. Saeed refused to look at her previous medical charts, which which is bullshit. Bullshit. They have to. Yeah. To know what the fuck's going on with you. They can't just like blindly start. Like what the fuck? Um, 
she had been taking an antipsychotic called Haldol in 1999 after her first um, suicide mm-hmm. attempt, and it had quote unquote worked. Okay, great. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't continuing to work because she also continued to try and kill herself. Yep. <laughs> and eventually succeeded in killing her children. Like, yep. Uh, <laughs> they try different drugs. Like, what the hell? Um, and he said that he, that she was too sick to have been released in May 2001. But here's the catch. Hospital staff had no choice to make her, like, they could not keep her legally because of her insurance. That's so screwed Unless up. she was, like, at the time, a danger to herself or others. And after she's been treated for, like, yeah, what is, well, how long does it say? Da, da, da. Oh, I moved again. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I, I just wrote the time allotted. It that's was not okay. very long. It was like but 14 like, days. It was like it was like two weeks. That is so so screwed up to me. Like a woman is in the hospital because she needs the help. And just because she's not in immediate danger at that very moment, exactly. they have to make her leave because her insurance company's like, whoops, time's up. Okay, so that is a total like diss on the insurance in this co- in this country. Take it or leave it. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. Um, but that had nothing to do with Dr. Saeed or his staff. No, that's not that's his, not his fault. fault. Um, so so the family, and I'm pretty sure this is more Vesti's family mm-hmm. than Andrea's family because her brother did that article with or did that interview with Larry King and was like, yeah, exposed. <laughs> as an asshole um they alleged that dr saeed had prescribed imp- uh, an improper combination of medications and that this is what caused the murders um they the family consulted a, a woman named dr moira dolan who was the executive executive director of the medical accountability network and she said that um andrea had been taking a a uh, medicine called Expexor at the time, and later on, a um, symptom is added to that bottle of homicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had been taking 450 milligrams twice a day, which wow. was the maximum dose for a month before the murders. That's that's a lot. But she also said, Andrea said that she had been thinking about this for two years. Yeah. So I don't know how much credibility there is in that. I mean, obviously, it's still a symptom. Yeah. Like, okay, but I'm not sure how much it had to do with Andrea. Um, and then there was another doctor named who I think was for like the def- or like the prosecution side. Yeah. Um, her name was Lucy Puya. I think that Puya, P P U I E A. Doctor Puya Puya Puya. Doctor Lucy Puya said that the um, the medication regimen that Dr. Saeed um, prescribed was, like, pretty commonplace and that he had no reason to believe that it would have affected her negatively that way. Yeah. Um, and she said that maybe her recurring psychosis m- had something to do with the continual discontinuation discontinu- of the Haladol. The Haladol. Because yeah, clearly it wasn't working to its full extent like because, she needed it to. Because that stuff stays in your system for a while. Yeah. Like, it'll be, but, it, like, you wean off it. So, like, you, you still have a lot in your system, and then towards the end of the month, like, you have less and less and less. Yeah. But, like, if you're doing that and then taking another combination of drugs while that's still in your system, like, mm-hmm. 
And on top of it, she wasn't even taking that first one consistently. She kept, like, taking it and then not taking it and half mm-hmm. taking it. It was like, ah. Yeah, I her, know. her body is probably freaking out. You're like, what the fuck? It's not entirely um, the doctor's fault. They don't. Like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. I give you this medicine, you're expected to take it. You know, so they're not in her house watching her every, watching her take her pill every freaking morning and night. Like, anyway. <laughs> um, so Rusty ended up filing for divorce from Andrea in 2004. Dumpster fire. And he married two years later. He's a dumpster fire. To a different woman. <laughs> they only had one baby. And in, I think it said to, I, I read this in the Wikipedia article, but I didn't like, I read like the very first paragraph and it said that he was married to this other woman and then they uh-huh. had a kid one kid and then they got divorced maybe in 2015 who would marry that trash ball Pro- somebody that he manipulated into thinking that he didn't do anything i mean because at that at point at least for a while at that period of time i mean come on everybody don't tell me you did not go on google and Google that person's name. I would have totally Googled that person. And he would have been plastered all over the internet. So, yeah, I don't believe that. He did something to her. I think he drugs. No, I'm kidding. I, I, there's no evidence of that. <laughs> there's no drugs. evidence of that, but goddamn, he was manipulative. <laughs> so, y'all, that is the case of Andrea Yates, the sad, sad case um, that could have totally been prevented. If Rusty wasn't a dumpster fire. If Rusty wasn't a dumpster fire and had, <laughs> like, not kept impregnating her. I'm sorry. When a doctor tells you to stop having fucking babies because it will make your wife have psychosis. Like, what Literally, the fuck? You don't take that seriously? Two things that he completely ignored are the main reasons why she did what she did. And granted, I like you said, I still do not condone what she did. What she did is very, very wrong. And she knew it. And she knew it. But at the same time, if Rusty had just shut his fucking mouth and goddamn listened to those doctors and not played fucking bullshit, I didn't hear him. Blah, 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 maybe this couldn't have happened. And put on some Would iron panties. Happened. Yeah. Put on some iron panties. Wrapped his goddamn willy and fucking. Jeez, like you can still have sex. Didn't you leave his wife sex. alone. <laughs> you can still have sex. Just don't get her pregnant. Right? Like, I mean, I just don't. You don't have to get her pregnant. There are a million ways to not to get a woman pregnant. Guys, people do it every day. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh my Big God. surprise. <laughs> it's horror. <laughs> like, <laughs> just. What the fuck? Oh, my God. It hurts my freaking soul. This man is a freaking. The fact that he's just like, mm, they just need to keep kicking the pants. Or she needs to keep up with her maternal responsibilities. She's in a cat. She was in a catatonic state less than like however, why, right. however long ago. And you're gonna expect this woman to just keep out popping babies for you and be your sex machine and like raise your stupid ass disobedient kids without your fucking help? Seriously, like, what the fuck? The bitch of the woman you married probably got sick because people kept coming around asking for interviews while all this was happening. I'm sure. She probably just like he probably showed up and they were like, "Ma'am, do you know how much of a dumpster fire your husband is? (laughs) Your husband is a major dumpster fire." (laughs) Oh God! So guys, we had a much longer conversation than that. (laughs) We went on and on and on for twenty minutes. Well, uh, I will say one thing I did want to mention that I I didn't mention from the last time we tried to record this episode was the lack of involvement from Andrea's own family blows my mind we talked about that briefly yeah i just like i feel like 
if that was my kid and I knew that they were going through something so terrible as that, how are you not doing something, calling her daily, checking up on her daily? Like, the only excuse is maybe Rusty was, like, trying to keep them away and, like, you know. Well, remember, you know, everybody's grieving still. They lost. This all happened in June. Her dad died in March. That is They're true. They're all still grieving. They're all still dealing with their own grief. And like, I, I mean, know. I'm not saying that that's a like. They heard at this family gathering that he's planning on leaving her alone against doctor order, and you right. don't do anything. I mean, other than the fact that they possibly didn't know that that was a doctor order, and like, which is possible. And then also to be the mother and to witness your daughter try and feed your grandchild solid food at six months old. And you don't immediately think something is wrong with that. How can I help fix this? I, I just let me take like, the kids. You right? Go, go take a day by yourself. I was gonna say, give me the kids for a week. Go relax. Just unwind. Don't focus on the children. Focus on yourself and getting better. Take your medicine. Be with your husband. Like just something to try and help lighten the load of this woman. Because dear God, nobody was helping her. Like the only people that tried to help her were the doctors. They could only be they could only do so much mm. when they got to see her. Right. Which oh, guys, wow! I totally know. I missed. I, I skipped over something completely. So they li- they don't live in a trailer like this whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, eventually they do move into. Eventually a house. they do move into a house. So I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that <laughs> she when the kids are murdered, she they are living in a small home. Sorry, <laughs> I totally skipped over that. But to That's be okay. but to be honest, my laptop or my tablet kept moving you, I don't yeah, your know tablet how. kept I don't know. freaking out it was like freaking the fuck out i don't know it's but yeah her i don't understand why more wasn't why more wasn't done by any single person in her family yeah by rusty's family by rusty himself by her own family like why was nothing done and i feel like isn't there i mean okay guys help me out here if you know anything about this macy's mom she probably knows about this hi mom she knows everything (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there's something that a doctor can do where they can be like this person is not in a place where they can take care of themselves and they're clearly not in an environment where somebody's gonna help them the way they need to be helped and that makes them a danger to themselves like that doctor should be able to take that person and put them into a home based on the fact that they know that in the environment they are in, they cannot be taken care of the way that they need. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. We already know that Rusty and Andrea were not honest with doctors. Mm-hmm. They were not honest. Um, and that Dr. Saeed did not know that she was being left alone. Yeah. Like, there's only so much you can do about that. And when Andrea went to Eileen Star Branch and said, I don't want to be on this medicine anymore, she, by all intents and purposes, you know, had every right to do that. Yeah. And, like, you know, Dr. Star Branch probably was like, yeah, well, you got to keep coming to see me, like, every so often and da-da-da-da-da. But she also doesn't even know everything either. Yeah. Like, and telling a patient you have to come see me doesn't guarantee they're even going to come see yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So I think that there's a limit to what everybody, I mean, not Rusty. Rusty was there in the moment and could have stopped a ton of this. Huge crap. Um, trash fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the doctors only have so much power legally. Yeah. I mean, if she had really been a, de- like, if Rusty had proved himself incapable, 
yeah. I think that that would have been fine. But he was manipulative, manipulative enough to That's like true. make them believe that he was perfect husband doting on her 24 7 other than to dr starbrand yeah. who was like don't have more kids and he was like <laughs> fuck you and they didn't see all the issues of her feeding solid foods to a small child and they are and not they didn't see honest. the fact that you know she's being left alone and that's i you're, think th- you're I think right it just frustrates no me. i totally <laughs> i totally get that but i also am like trying to all to be the devil's advocate here yeah because i don't think that yes i think that more could have been done by them but i'm not sure what and if you anybody in the medical profession, like if you know anything about this topic and know like say, what I'd, they can tell us, I'd honestly love to hear. About I want to know I don't because know. I'm frustrated. I feel like there is a there is a point where that can be done, but it has to be like a serious, like over the top kind of thing. Seriously, yeah. Like I mean, where, where this person is like physically in front of you, hurting themselves, and they have to be strapped down to a bed. Like exactly, they that kind of is like the only time that they can be like no this person and if, but if she looks of sound but if she looks of sound mind and body and, she, and you can't prove otherwise she comes at the moment, in and out on her own free will yeah they can't really do much and that really sucks and they had no reason yeah. to believe that rusty was not doing his job at home yeah well because he they wouldn't open their mouths well i mean she probably didn't really know how to say anything about that at that point I mean, because at that point, I mean, she, she told him she did not want to have sex, and he like convinced her to do it anyway. Yeah, he manipulated her into freaking having two more kids. Uh, la, 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 la. This case so makes that. me angry. <laughs> so there's that, our <laughs> friends. Oh god. As you can see, we still had plenty of opinions. Oh, after yeah. having to do this again. <laughs> I would say, I'm definitely not as heated as I was last time, but I'm still freaking pissed. We were yelling. I literally, I, there was, honestly, maybe it's for the best because there was quite a few times last time where I just like screeched into the microphone like a chimpanzee, <laughs> <laughs> just like freaking rusty, like scream really loud. Rusty! No, yeah. Bastard. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish we had that last 15 minutes as like bloopers or something. Oh, right. But we lost that too. So. I know. <laughs> and we was there and then we tried to recover the rest of it and then we lost even that little last bit that it saves. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this case. Let us know your opinions because I I think that there could be so many different, like, factors. There really could be. And I, I would like to see different points of view opinions. Like, If you have an opinion that is why Rusty is not a dumpster fire, I mean, you can send it, I guess. Well, like, I want to – I I mean, I want to know. I want to hear from somebody who's a mother – and I want to know if that was their child, what they would have done different. If there were a doctor in that situation, what would you have done? Like, I want to know if you were somebody in this storyline outside of Andrea and Rusty, like, what would you have done? Yeah, because I think that there was so much even outside of the immediate family that yeah. could have been done by people on the outside looking in. Yeah. And it just wasn't. It just nothing was done. Ugh. But guys... We didn't get to tell you that we, like, kind of spooked up our new studio. Oh, my God, yeah. So, so I briefly mentioned it, so I was just going to hop back to it. <laughs> yeah, we have a really cool aesthetic in here now. Albert now officially lives in the studio. He is not downstairs with all my other Halloween decorations. Halloween is sadly over. It's never <sighs> over. Spooky season is forever. <laughs> I say spooky season lives on. Have yourself a spooky little Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but Albert has some friends now. 
we have a jar full of skeleton skeleton bones skeletons skeletons <laughs> skeleton bones and then we have like this really cute like skeleton guy and he's sitting on a stack of books that say they're like spell books and like witchcraft yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we should take pictures of them because they are in the spooky light. We definitely should. His eyes. What what I was talking about earlier is that guy that sits on the books. His eyes light up, but the switch is kind of like Stop. loose. Yeah. And so like they were on really, they were like on, and then they were like off, kinda. And then they came really back on and back off. And I was like, what just happened? Turn it off. <laughs> the skeleton's flashing me. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, Not that way. Also, uh, <laughs> Put up these really cool garlands of like bloody knives and stuff. They're left over from the Halloween party. Yeah. They're like a fun reminder of the badass party that we threw. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Um, The blood party. Yes, the blood and party. <laughs> we have these sheets that we made with the um bloody paint yes. handprints on our little podcast couch and chair here. Yeah. Um, oh. And some purple, uh, like, I, I, keep, I always call them Christmas lights. That's not what they are. <laughs> they're string the, lights. The, the, the string <laughs> lights. Um, and they're behind me right now. And it kind of, like, it kind of, you see on the wall how it's, like, orange, yeah, and then red, and then purple. purple. It's so pretty. I tried to take a picture, but it didn't, you couldn't really, you looked good in it, but you couldn't see <laughs> yeah. the effect that you the light make because I'm also next to a lamp that has like a bright red light bulb yeah. and it kind of in the picture it makes the room look like it's almost on fire it and looks like a sunset yeah, yeah. it looks like, like a ton of time. red but you don't see the purple but it's really cool and then we have like our tablets for more for sight <laughs> yep I would say we sit in the spooky ass lighting with literally no other lights on and the only way we can actually see our notes is because they are on tablets that actually light up themselves. <laughs> if we were reading off of pieces of paper, we'd be royally screwed. Hell yeah, we would. I'd be sitting over here with the paper like taped to my eyeballs going, what does this say? What does this say? <laughs> I mean, I did that though. You remember the very first case where I hand wrote yes. all my notes? You like sent me a picture of all these notes scattered on your counter and you were like, I shouldn't have handwritten these. <laughs> well, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, <laughs> the only way I could watch TV, like, or watch YouTube, I guess. I mean, I don't know how I did it. But the only way I could watch it was from my laptop. Yeah. And I had to connect my laptop to the TV, which meant I couldn't use my laptop, which meant I had to use my tablet to take all my notes, but I don't have a keyboard for my tablet. Oh. So I was like, I guess I have to handwrite these. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very, very confusing. Um, I ended up typing them later, but yeah. I had like seven pages of notes on Todd Colehep. It was a lot. My hand hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, never again. I don't I remember you like you like did something and you watched something else or, and you like you were like, I have more notes to add in. I'm going to have to redo these all of them. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. Because yeah. there was like more stuff that was like in between that I'd gotten from a different whatever yeah i was long Any, anyway we don't we read our notes off of tablets. cool tablets now because we are high tech we're fancy and we're also using garage band now hell yeah i'm sorry guys let's just take a pause here and say while soundtrap tried to do us well they ended up doing us dirty real dirty and i lost an entire thing <laughs> <laughs> it's the very much the reason that we are recording this episode for the second time. <laughs> um, and thank you all for bearing with us <laughs> as we work out our technological issues. <laughs> I know our freaking fluctuating microphone volumes, and I think we're good now. I say I think we actually think sound pretty now. damn good now. We and just now have to like remember to be closer. 
Yeah, same My voice is very loud, so I try to sit back, but then you can't hear me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we fixed it. Now we, with GarageBand 2, everything's a little bit better, and we have it so, like, we, we each, we don't, last time we were, like, switching microphones and, like, having no, to change every, volumes every time. Microphone. I mean, I don't even care if I sit here every, every week. I would say, this doesn't bother me. It's kind of comfy. I, I'm kinda, I mean, I like this chair. I'm also used to this futon because it was my futon before <laughs> I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I feel like I'm just back sitting in my old room. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... I don't think we're going to – and I have my Vicrisi with me today. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> she got a pillow from uh, – Serial Killer Shop. Serial Killer Check Shop. Guys, definitely serialkillershop.com because they have some great freaking stuff. I've got a shirt from there. I do too. You and have, I have a pillow. Yeah, so you have a shirt and a pillow, and the pillow is really cute. It says, be creepy with me. And it and has, like, a saw. I think there's, like, a knife a and knife stuff. A knife and a butcher. Yeah. A cleaver. It's really cute. It's pretty cool. So check it. them out. We really like them. They're creepy people, and we appreciate them. Yeah, they've been good to us. So. Um, we be good to them. <laughs> yeah, we we be good to them. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, thank um, you for. Well, wait a second. Where can they find oh, us? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so off because we're not doing this on our normal day. I know. Okay, go ahead. Where can they find us? Um, let's see. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. We are on YouTube. Uh, um, if you put in the search bar "Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast," you'll find us. I thought you were gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I like paused. <laughs> I paused, waiting for you to say it. I was like, "She's not speaking." <laughs> you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, you have to type in the whole thing. Unfortunately. Yeah. Find more people to subscribe to us. If you like us, recommend yes. us. Because um, if we get up to 100 subscribers, then we can have our own handle. And then it'll be easier for you to find us. Way easier. Um, and as for listening, guys. Okay, so here's the thing. You've been hearing us complain that we haven't gotten any notifications from Pandora. Like, what the fuck? Well, here's the thing. Pandora didn't notify us, but we have been on Pandora for, I guess, a little while now. So... <laughs> Because <laughs> I went to we have thirteen listeners. Yes, we do. I went to resubmit the thing to Pandora, and I clicked the link, and it just like opened up to our page, and I had like all the statistics and stuff, and I was like, "Wait a second. And I just texted Macy, and I was like, "Um, so we're on Pandora?" And I was like, "What the fuck, seriously? <laughs> We've been so waiting forever. We like have been telling you guys, like, oh my God, Pandora sucks. They're not getting back to us. No, we just like apparently didn't get an email, so don't know what happened. Yeah, but I don't know what happened there, but we're there. We are on Pandora. We are on Apple Music. We are on Spotify. We are on Podbean. We are on Google, Google Podcasts. Podcasts. We are on. Is there one more? I feel like it. I feel like there's one more. I feel like I missed something. Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Thank you. Boom. And um, I actually just submitted us to be on iHeartRadio. <gasps> cool. So we will also be soon. Hopefully, it says about two weeks. We should hopefully be on iHeartRadio p- for podcasts. Awesome. Guys, we have so many places you can listen. And our very own website. Our very own web- website. www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. Dot com. You can read <laughs> cool things about us. You can t- look at the wines. Yes. Check out these wines, guys. I'm serious. They're Wine. pretty great. Um, and you can also send us a cool little message yes, you on can. our contact page. Or if you are feeling, you know, a little rebellious and don't want to send us a contact page thing, you can email <laughs> us at uh, buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, please. And we want to hear from you. Send us your stories. Send us your episode ideas. Send us monthly topic ideas. Oh, oh, this is something we talked about last episode that I have we haven't mentioned yet. Oh, do it. We are dumb <laughs> and... 
did not realize that there are five Sundays <laughs> in November. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not four. <laughs> um, so this is our last episode of the main topic. Um, and then next Sunday's episode will be two minis. Um, and we're actually going to research these ones for you guys. They're not going to be our typical Minermix. Minermixy. <laughs> <laughs> What time is it? Okay, guys, it's like 10, 15 at night. It's acceptable. Uh, we haven't even been talk. drinking wine. We're I, just tired. I, we're not drinking wine. Um, <laughs> so our, it's not going to be our typical mixers and minis. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to have mixers, but, oh, yeah. we, but we are going to... Um, Change up the format of the way it works a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're not going to research these ones in real time. We're going to research these ones a little bit ahead um, so that... Um, they kind of feel more like have like a, a main episode kind of a vibe. So yeah. they're like, they're not so, sm- they're not so short, but they're not full length. And they're also not so like spontaneous, I guess is the word. Yeah. We're going to kind of get right to business. We're going to, we're not going to do a lot of chitty chat. Yeah. It's going to be kind of a straight to the point. You know, we're not going to have that many notes. It's just going to be enough to kind of give you the overall story. The have a little discussion, details, little discussion, yeah. but It'll never be more than, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, I think that. Maybe even less. I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but I got a short commute to work, and, like, I love Morbid, and that's why we drink, but lately, and that's why we drink's episodes are, like, always two hours, and I just, like, I You have to break them up into 20 minutes. And I know, I'm like, I have to listen to these in 20-minute increments, and literally one episode takes me an entire week to get through. Exactly. (laughs) I I hate that. It drives me nuts. So. So not that I'm not saying I don't like the the long. Episodes. We love them. I do love long episodes. Trust me. I just I was used to the fact that like I used to have an hour long commute. Oh, so that it's perfect. You and can finish it halfway there and exactly. then exactly yeah, yeah. perfect. And now I do not have an hour long commute. I have a twenty minute commute, and I'm like, okay, that's great and all, but I can't listen to my podcast anymore. Mm. <laughs> well, these ones will be short so that you can listen to them on your commute. Yes. Um, and we will be back to our regularly scheduled topic stuff (laughs) in december um i just just a just forewarning we may be taking a break for christmas yes there may be a slight pause for the holidays for the holidays if you don't know i mean well you do know i've probably said it 18 million times i'm from massachusetts so i as long as the country has not completely shut down due to covid i will be returning back to just my parents house for the holidays so you might have like because we do these usually a week ahead of time so you might yeah. have one around Christmas time because we have recorded it a week early, but you might not have one around New Year's. I was going to say it'll be more the week. Yeah, because we could definitely get one out, I think, if I remember. Because the, the 25th is like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's like it's, th- uh, it's Christmas like how is Thanksgiving f- falls. Yeah, Christmas is a Friday. Yeah, so this New Year's. Year, so you'll yeah. probably have one for the 27th, which will be that Sunday. Yeah, so you'll get one around Christmas time. Uh, but the next weekend around definitely New Year's, you probably will not have one. And then my birthday's after that. And I your know. anniversary. I know. We have to find some cool cases. January is going to be fun, guys. January is going to be a great month. Yes. So you'll get not <gasps> as many episodes from us, but we're also planning what? I just got an idea. We're also planning to do some like bigger cases in the next couple of months. Yes. If you have any recommendations, please let us know. We are always dying to hear from y'all. And yeah. I mean, I have so many I want to cover. So if you guys could give me a little push to which one I should do first, exactly. we'd be happy I to mean, do that. I mean, even if it's something that you like, even if it's just like Ted Bundy and you want to hear about Ted Bundy, just be like, yo, bitches, cover Ted Bundy right we'll now. We'll fucking do it. Like, be like, I want to hear that one first. I want to hear that before John Wayne Gacy. Like, just Give whatever. us some ideas about when you'd like to hear this stuff. 
um, because we, we just have so many ideas and we have so many cases we want to cover. So exactly, just we want to hear what you guys think. Tell so. us, please. Tell us, tell us, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. We love and all of our buzzers. We love our buzzers. <laughs> we love you so much. Um and keep uh, keep listening and send us some stuff that you like and uh, yeah. we'll be back at you next, next week, week. yeah for some minis i hope you're ready they're gonna be good minis they're syracuse minis yes they are and i think they actually don't they actually both fall in with our familicide topic kind of i know mine does mine doesn't really i thought yours did kind of i guess <laughs> I, I like we'll talk about it. I guess like I remember reading the article briefly because I was at work, but I just it's kind of. I, I mean, it, it's, in, it's in the vein. It's, it's in the right vein. They kind of fall. So, it, so it kind of it, they, they kind of work with the topic. But um, next to- next month's topic is going to be really fun. We're really excited yes, about it. So I can't wait. Um, all right, guys, we love you. Okay, bye. Bye.